This podcast is brought to you by NeuroCreative Studio, the number one provider of one-to-one applied neuroscience coaching and development programs designed to enhance your creativity and effectiveness. Find out more at neurocreative.studio. You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. My thing is helping people understand how our brains work so that we can be better and do better in any area of life that's important to us. So as well as bite-sized brain science, I'll be bringing you interviews and advice from experts and guests who specialize in working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them explore potential, possibilities, and ways to be more effective. And the best bit? We can start right now. Now, today's guest might shake up your thinking a little, but that's why I like her. She's going to ask you to rethink the received wisdom of creating business niches and whether a midlife crisis is a necessary step on the way to self-actualization. Mary Henderson is pretty direct and insightful in her approach to creating personal brands for her clients. But those brands reflect the essence of her clients. A personal brand for Mary is not about fame or color schemes or logos. No, it's about finding out what you're about at your very core. So let's see how she goes about that and why, if we've actually nailed our personal brand, we don't need to worry about finding a niche. This is a really interesting um, concept, this idea that, you know, there, there is personal branding as well as corporate branding, as well as business and niche branding, all of these things. So you know, I know that a lot of people, when they're setting out in their business, their their uh, their drive is to really create a name for the business and what it is that they do and who they serve within that. But from what I'm seeing here with with your work, you're actually it's almost like you're going deeper than that. Can you tell us a bit about what it is that you talk about and what you're working with when you're working with personal branding? That, well, the thing is, Deirdre, that I always say to people when they want to invest in their personal brand, you know, what what are you going to do with it? And that's a very important question because I think a lot of people self-identify personal branding with being famous or, you know, you've got all these beautiful branding colour palettes and your fonts and you've got this website up. And all of that is important. Of course it's important, but it's not the it's not the core essence of what personal branding really is. For me, it's understanding what a human being has inside of themselves, which I call their internal inventory. And that internal inventory is made up of a plethora, years and years of accumulated knowledge, wisdom, skills, gifts, talents, hobbies, passions, etc. And I want to take that inventory, I want to extract it out of a human being, and then I want to look at that as organized data. And then I I look at that with the client and say, what problem can you solve with ease and grace? Now, this is a very important question because what people tend to do, and you use that word before niche, I do not use that language at all in my business because when I'm working with somebody who has dedicated 10, 20,000, 30,000 hours in their area of specialization, Deidre, they already know the problem they can solve. They already know that there's a gap in their industry. They already know the businesses that they can target. They're not looking for a niche. They're specialists. They're not even, they're beyond consultants. So when you look at branding, personal branding from that standpoint, 
What I'm looking at is the core brand truth of that human being. And when I have the truth, then I can do something with it because that individual is not trying to be like somebody else. That individual is is moving towards self-actualizing who they truly are at a soul level. And that's my starting point. And I think it's a very important starting point, especially because a lot of people transition out of corporate. And if you look at the Maslow's uh, law, you know, the hierarchy, you know, they've gone from survival to security to recognition. And then they get to that top bit, which is self-actualization. It's like, well, what now? I've done everything. Like, where do I go now? And typically we would call this a midlife crisis, but it's not a midlife crisis. It is a part of this process of self-actualization, which most people don't know how to work with that aspect of themselves. So for me, personal branding starts at that self-actualization point of Maslow's hierarchy. So Deidre, what happens is that when people that are transitioning from corporate get to that pointy end of the Maslow's uh, hierarchy, which is self-actualization, that for me is the starting point. Because when when I can work as, the, as, as that being my starting point, for me, that's where the magic is. So most people don't know what to do when they get to that point. But, but realistically, it's truly diving much deeper into the soul essence of a human being to try and unpack all of those elements and attributes that I spoke about before, which essentially is, is the accumulated knowledge, wisdom, and skill set. And of course, this, I, well, from what I'm hearing from you now, I mean, this, this sounds like the sort of place where there might be an aspect of vulnerability for somebody who is looking to finally maybe just be that, uh, that, I guess, iconic version of themselves that, um, that, purified maybe as a word I'm not entirely sure what words to use here but that you have um basically said okay this is this is me this is I have stepped into a new level this is um I guess a transition point and that sounds like it takes a lot of courage well it does because let's look at this for a moment and this is this is a really important point I also want to make when people are transitioning out of that corporate landscape let's remember that the corporate landscape is based on a masculine system. The whole corporate, Western corporate world is based on working in a masculine system. So what is a masculine system? It's also about survival, isn't it? So, so when you're working in a survival environment, you've got the resources, you've got your pay coming in on the 15th of every month. You know, one plus one can only equal two, God forbid, if you're curious or you're creative, because that kind of doesn't sort of that doesn't work in that landscape. Everything has to equal an ROI. There's very low risk, etc. So masculine systems are can work to a certain point. Then you get to that dead end. So then when they transition over into starting their own business, whether it's a coaching or a consulting business, yes, they are vulnerable, but now they still are using the masculine system because they need to have an implementation program, but also they're now stepping into the feminine system, which is that self-actualization. And this is the scary part. And through all the people that I've worked with, that's the scariest bit of actually going solo. It's like, how do I be my authentic self? How do I show up on social media and, you know, and start talking about, you know, the people get really vulnerable. You're absolutely right. 
but the, but the, the, the thing is that once they've embodied that version of themselves, it does become easier because let's put this into context. At what point in our schooling system were we taught about masculine and feminine system? No, seriously, we were taught about the masculine system because remember, we were judged on you know, whether we were A, B, C, D or E student, whether we memorized for that test to make us a good or a bad student, whether we comply. So all of these are all setting us up for that masculine system that we enter into. At what point did your teacher ever say to you, Deidre, let's talk about how anger actually makes you feel today? I know that you're angry with Johnny over here, but how does that actually make you feel? At what point were we taught, did we have that type of dialogue? in the 12 years that we were at school, never. So now you're transitioning as an adult, you know, 45, 50, 55 into this new career, and now you're being confronted with this whole new way of being. That's the where the vulnerability actually lives. It's not in me being mm. vulnerable of wanting to start a business. I want to start it. I'm enthusiastic. I'm motivated. I'm ready. But expecting a get rich quick in 24 hours is not going to happen. You know, so and I think this is the hard part that people struggle with. There's also something that, you know, is coming up here in what you describe as the masculine system and the, the school system and so on. And it's very much about, you know, our desire to and our appreciation of things that can be quantified. And when you are, I guess, asking somebody to move into something that is much more intuitive and tapping into things about themselves that they've maybe not explored before, how do you know what that is? How can you quantify what that is as you go on that, that as you take that step, as you try and transition to that? This is a very important question that you've just asked me because what I don't do, and a lot of people tend to do this, that, you know, they'll look at um, someone that they're inspired or aspire to be like and they'll be like you know I really want to be like that person and that person's got this and they're doing this and da, 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 da. they've got all these layers and so what I found Deidre is that if a client veers away or steers away from their core genius it's really hard to sell that and it's also really really hard to be authentic around that because because when they are fully solo and now they've gone live and they are now ready for business. Remember, I'm not going to be there behind them doing the selling. They're the ones that have to sell their program. So what I found is that the ones that stay very, very true to their core, in other words, the things that they can do with ease and grace, they're the ones that monetize very, very easily because we don't have to have a complex solution. Honestly, we can have such a simple solution that can command premium pricing. But if you know that inside out, you're going to have absolute uh, confidence and conviction in the way that you deliver that knowledge and that solution. It's like, could you imagine getting on a podcast and you're asking me these questions and I'm and I would be like, oh, let me just, um, oh yes, yes, let, that, that, here's an answer for that, and I'm it, it just. That's what would happen. So what I try and do is I try and get people as close to their core. In other words, what can you do with your eyes closed? So if I was to call you tomorrow and ask you to do a keynote on your area of specialization, no PowerPoint, if you were to stand on that stage, 
What could you talk about without a PowerPoint? And that's where I go because we don't have to complicate it, Deirdre. And this is the thing. A lot of, a lot of people think I've got to have layers and layers and layers and layers. And, and it, you can't, you just can't. So, so I like to simplify. I, I love turning complex into simple. And the more simplified, believe it or not, the, the premium, the more premium the price point. Do you know what it reminds me of as you're talking here? It's it's almost like um, we're kind of sloughing away everything and just arriving at like the haiku of what it is that that someone has been doing all their lives anyway. Yeah, it's exactly right. So we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not. We're not. We're not. I'm not asking anyone to go and read another 45 books to become knowledgeable in an mm. area. It's absolutely not necessary at all. And the other thing, Deirdre, I just want to bring this into it. It's not just your knowledge, wisdom, and skill set. It's also your gifts, your natural gifts, and your natural talent. Because if your natural gifts and your natural talent do not show up on a day-to-day basis, you're going to be very happy, unhappy and miserable, which is why we have so much misery in the corporate landscape. People hate their jobs because they can't show up as their true self, the DNA or, you know, their DNA print, or we also have a soul print. So how are we actually showing up on a day-to-day basis? If I can't actually expose my natural gifts and my natural talents every single day, I'm going to suffocate. That This is where this self-actualization is very important because it's I, the way that I explain it to my, my clients is when you start to self-actualize it, there's something much bigger for you to do in this world. You've got a much bigger role. What you have to visualize is imagine a smaller version of you that's locked inside a little prison inside your body and it's asking you to release that version of you. It needs help to be released so that you can now show up as the adult version of you. And it's and that's the best way I can describe this. So we're not reinventing who you are. We're just using the gifts and the talents and your core skills and all of the inventory that you picked up and accumulated all these all these years and we're just using that because that's who you are. Mary, I think the question that's coming to me here at the moment is a lot of people will want this. Now, you know, understanding what it is that, you know, a personal brand is and how much I guess it is the end game really, I suppose, for for um, development in a way, uh, such as an end game can exist. But what would be the the markers? Um, you know, say for instance, somebody comes to you tomorrow. What is it that you're looking for to know that they are ready to go through with a process like this? Yes, that's that's. I love that question because for me, the most important thing that I look for is there's difference between I need it and I want it. That's the very first thing I look at, and these are questions that I ask. To, to determine if this person is really ready to go after what they want. Because if they need it, then they're going to need me all the time. And you can't grow when you need somebody all the time. So what I'm looking for is when, when an individual comes to me and they need it versus they want it, it's two different mindset. So if somebody wants it, they're genuinely ready to just go for it. They're they're already in that frame of mind of unpack me, package me up as a brand, 
help me create and design my solution. Uh, let's create, you know, digi- all the digital assets and then let's create a lead generation strategy. So that's basically all of the deliverables from, from working with me. Um, if somebody says I need it, that person's not ready because if somebody needs me, they're going to need me all the time. And how can a person grow if they need? So I don't, and typically I will say no to those people. They're not ready psychologically. It's it's a desperate, reactive reason mm-hmm. for moving mm-hmm. down that path and it's very much based on a lack and a scarcity um, behaviour and that's very dangerous for me. So I don't work in that space. Um, so that's that's the first marker. It's very important. The second marker is that I have to work with people who have a minimum of 10,000 hours dedicated to their specialization because the inventory is really important. And, you know, you, you, you will not be believable and trustable if you haven't got a story to back it. And do you know what I mean? Like it's like me saying to you, look, I'm a weight loss coach, but I've never been in the weight loss industry except I might have lost 50 pounds because I went on a strict diet, but that doesn't make me an expert, right? So you're not, you might say, Mary, well done, but I don't know about nutrition and et cetera. So, so that doesn't make me an expert. It's very hard to believe and trust me if I come across like that. But if I say to you, Deidre, I've got 40,000 hours dedicated to my area of specialization, that's a game changer. It's like, wow. Okay. You know, if I say, Deidre, I've got a software that I've developed, it's taken me five years for my personal branding, that's like, oh, my God. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a whole different ballgame. So they're the two Mm -hmm. key markers that I would look at as a very first starting point. I'd love to hear a bit more about the software, Mary, because I've I've seen this in in your information. So how does that actually pull all this together and pump something out at the far end? It's based on all of the personal branding attributes. And what I found when I first started doing this work, it was very much conversational, asking lots and lots of questions. It was like just too much information that I was collecting. Um, and you and I both know that, you know, information can get lost. So you, you've, you, you know, one of my, my, my areas of specializations is I'm very good at organizing data. You know, I had a software company for seven years. So algorithms are just second nature to me. So what I did is, we created a series of attributes and those attributes ask very specific questions, like really pragmatic questions. And the client rates themselves from one to 10 and that spits out a report and that report has a meaning. So when I'm looking at all of these reports in the form of data, what I'm actually really looking at is I'm looking at Deidre, the true version of Deidre. All of that information is everything that you you did that. I didn't do that. You gave me that information because I created a, a software that has the capacity to extract it out of you through asking the right questions. And so now when we're actually looking at doing your, uh, you know, designing your brand and or, uh, uh, your, your brand essence, your branding architecture, and also your solution, now I've got real information that I can base our conversation on. So we're having a mature conversation based on the truth rather than Deidre saying to me, I really want to be like Oprah. Like that's my dream. And I'll be like, well, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen because you don't have Oprah's experience. So we've got to come back to who you are and that's all I can work with. I can't work with anything else. So the software collects all of that information and spits it out as a report. It's, it's very powerful. 
Hmm. Yeah, that sounds, it does sound very interesting. Um, and, uh, it, in a way, it's almost we're coming back in at the, the start of the conversation about things that are quantifiable in a way and things that are not. But obviously, this is, uh, this is a slightly different aspect here. This is supporting the new and unquantifiable things that you're going to do with the quantifiable data. It's, yeah, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> so, Mary, I'm just wondering before we uh, start to, to wrap up here is, if somebody is listening to this and thinking, gosh, I want this as opposed to I need this, uh, where do they go to find out more about working with you? What are their Absolutely. first steps? Yes, the first step is um, please feel free to email me, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. Uh, you can look at look out for me on LinkedIn, uh, which is Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my face. Uh, you can connect with me on my personal Facebook, Mary Henderson Coaching. Uh, check out my website, Mary Henderson Coaching. But I think the best thing to do is book a free coaching call with me. I offer people a free 45-minute coaching call. I do a gap assessment on the call so you can actually see for yourself if you really are ready. And that is um, accessible at maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply. Mm. And that's the best starting point. Fantastic. Mary, look, this has been really interesting. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of this idea that you um, you mentioned earlier, you know, that people have this kind of, I guess, mixed up idea that personal branding is about uh, being the being the famous person or whatever. It's um, it's maybe a little bit of a relief to find that that's not what this is about and that this is really about, I guess, fulfilling the things that you need to do and doing that well um, rather than yes. uh, some kind of a shallow application of, um, you know, personal brand. You're so right, Deidre. It's exactly so, right. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you.
You're still here? Great. Look, I know there's a lot to choose from out there, so thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines. And I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice, and bite-sized brain science every week. 